Good day to all our listeners and welcome to the Temba Tandega Leadership Institute podcast, specialists in organizational behavior. In this podcast, we discuss leadership and staff engagement and how organizations can improve on both. It is simple economics. If leaders focus on staff engagement, their people stick around in their organization. If they stick around, they build better relationships with customers and provide a superior service. This leads to satisfied customers who become repeat customers and advocates for your business, which leads to exponential growth and profitability. If you want to increase profitability through staff engagement, stick around and listen to this podcast. We will focus on themes from Herman Duplessis' book titled Lead with Intent. Herman is the founder and director of TTLI. Links of where you can buy the book are available in the description area of this podcast. Good day, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of the Temer Tandega Leadership Institute podcast. Uh, We're still busy with the book, Lead with Intent, uh, Leadership Principles and Practices that Drive Engagement and Profitability. And today we're going to dive into the chapter of gratitude. That's the principle, the practice of celebration, And then the impact on your culture is feeling valued. So I'm very excited about today because we've got a foreigner. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to get the international perspective. So uh, I'd like to welcome Danny Donkers. That's how I would pronounce that in Afrikaans. I don't know how that sounds in Dutch, Danny. Very similar, Herman. Very similar. Danny Donkers. Danny Donkers. Okay. Yeah, so uh, hopefully I'll get the pronunciation in Dutch right. <laughs> so it's such a, an honor to have Danny with us. Uh, Danny is the, um, the lead of Amgen in South Africa, which is basically like the managing director in South Africa. And uh, we've been working with Danny and his team now for almost a year. Almost a year, yeah. Almost a year. Um, And the fact that he agreed to the podcast might be a good sign that what we are doing as TTLI (laughs) is helping a little bit in Amgen in South Africa. So uh, thank you so much for your time, Danny. We know you're busy. We know you have tight deadlines. You have things to do in here in South Africa. So thank you for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Herman. Thank you for inviting me. So, uh, Danny, you've read the book? Yes, I did. So, just in general, your opinion on the book? Uh, I mean, I know you're an international student, uh, been to business schools all over the world, and also read a lot of management books. Just your general opinion? I like it a lot, um, because as you said, I, I read many, many leadership books and management books, and most of these books remain on such a high, let's say, abstract level yeah. that after reading such a book, you think, okay, and now what? Yeah. And what I really liked about Lead with Intent is the practicality. I mean, it's, it's easy to read and it's, it's very easy to implement, you know, because it's very practical examples on how you could drive that leadership. Uh, according to the principles. So I, I really like the book. Uh, and also, if I look at the management team, also read the book. And, <laughs> you know, I, I see a lot of progress and, and, okay. and, and things coming back in the behavior. So, yeah. 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 Okay, can I just say this, Danny, that um, you, were the, you were the first company that uh, actually approached us and said, well, can we do workshops on the book? Really? Yeah, which was, which was interesting. You know, Precious, who's your head of HR, said to us, 
you know, can't we take the book and do workshops through it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and it worked so well, you know, taking the management team through the three workshops. Uh, and I mean, obviously, since then, a lot of the other clients have done the same. But you were the first guys after you read the book and Precious as well, that she felt like, you know, let's do workshops, take each chapter, dive uh, deeper into it, which was fascinating. Yeah. yeah, and it was needed because I read that book and, and also discussed with Precious, my HR lead in the affiliate about the culture and the leadership behavior in the in the Amgen affiliate in South Africa. And both of us noticed that it was not meeting the the Amgen standards in how we define leadership. Um, I mean, they're all great team members we, we have in the, in the management team, but when it comes to leadership and leadership behavior, they did not practice it, you know, they were not learned to, you know, provide input, to do thinking, to challenge each other in a, in a good way and demonstrate that beha behavior. So once I read the book, that's where I contacted Precious and said, you know, we need to develop our management team because this yeah. is exactly the kind of leadership behavior we're looking for. Good, good. So, I mean, you and I have had many discussions about this and then, sorry, we haven't even gotten to the questions <laughs> that, uh, that I sent you to prepare. But I think just the gap between the theory of leadership and the practice of leadership and how leaders fall into this trap of saying the right things, but then their behavior just comes nowhere close to exactly. that. And, um, and and maybe that's, a, I don't know, if, is, is that a South African problem that you've noticed here? Or, or would you say that's pretty much standard for everywhere you've worked? Because, I mean, you've worked across Europe, you're in South Africa now, so... I've seen it, I think it is a cultural thing when in South Africa. I think when it comes to leadership and leaders, there's still this opinion that the leader should always be the smartest guy in the room, mm. that he should, you know, be directive, telling people what to do. Um, people listen to the leader and then just would execute as yes. they are being told. And that is not what leadership about, you know, leadership is about amplifying all that intelligence that you have in that affiliate in, in that affiliate mm -hmm. and that is my role so you know i i i don't expect that leaders should always be the smartest people in the room no no they should facilitate a leadership that is amplifying all that knowledge all that talent that you have mm -hmm. and that is what it is mm -hmm. uh, no and more that's or less. servant leadership eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what the book's about. Is your job is to get the best out of everybody, yes. to serve them in a way that uh, allows that to happen. So, uh, Danny, just quickly, let's start with the company Amgen. Uh, tell us a little bit about Amgen, what the company does globally. So, Amgen is a leading biotech company. It's the largest biotech company in the world. So, we develop uh, innovative therapies for cardiovascular diseases, osteoporosis, oncology. So we're really a leading company in developing innovative treatments for, for patients. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you, you got into the business um, in Europe? Yes. I, you know, it was, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people that, you know, end up working in a, in a pharmaceutical company. I mean, it's not that when you are a kid in school, and the teacher would ask you, <laughs> what do you want to become later as, as a, as a, a want to do for, for profession? You say, okay, I want to work in the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. So, and that's the same for me. So I ended up in the industry because 
I was working as a psychologist, not really happy, uh, didn't see myself retiring as a psychologist, wanted to do something else. And I met a former uh, uh, um, student uh, who, who knows my wife. Um, and she was a sales rep in AstraZeneca. Okay. And she told me about the job and I said, okay, let's, let's give it a try. That was about 23 years ago. And still working in the industry, and I love it. It's, okay. it's yeah, I really love my did job. Did you enjoy your studies in psychology? I did. Okay. I did. I'm, I'm, I mean, if, if I reflect on what is really energizing me in my job, it's the people. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, this is a long time ago that you've studied psychology. Your favorite psychologist, your favorite theory of psychology? Because I know you now as a leader. I see how practical you are. So when it comes to psychology, what would you say, who do you relate with in terms of psychology? That's a, that's a difficult question. Yeah. One of the psychologists, I mean, I read pretty much every book that he wrote was Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. Yes. So I think if, if I look at all the psychologists and the books that I read uh, and the theories from, from different psychologists, I would say Malcolm Gladwell yeah. is the one that is, you know wrote fantastic books. Um, one of his books was about why do some make it to the top and others don't. Yeah. And there was this 10,000 hour yes. rule. Yes. And that's pretty, I mean, we're going to talk about gratitude. Yeah. Things do not just come. You have to work for it. Yeah. It requires a lot of investment. So, you know, the, one of the first discussions I have when I mentor a talent is asking that 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 mentee what are you willing to invest in your career yeah. because it's fine if you say you know i want to i i have ambitions but you know when it comes to investments this is the, the the let's say the limit in terms of what i'm willing to invest and say okay that's fine mm -hmm. but don't think you will make it to the top because you have to give up things as well absolutely eh? yeah Absolutely. I remember that book. It was called Outliers. Yes. Uh, and I remember the impact it had on me as well. You know, the 10,000 hour rule. Um, and um, yeah, uh, maybe that's another challenge in South Africa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just winked at Danny for those of you who are listening to the podcast. So what are you as a Dutchman, Danny, doing here in South Africa? I mean, you have impeccable taste in football. You support Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, but what's your assignment in South Africa? So it's well exactly one year ago that I was asked if I would be willing to 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 move to South Africa to lead the uh, the affiliate, and there was there was really three priorities that would let's say become pretty much also my guidance for the rest of the years in terms of what I've done, and and first thing that I that I needed to do was bring back the company back to growth. So we had two years in a row of sales decline, which was also due uh, to COVID, of course, which yes. didn't make life easy for, for all of us. But after two years of sales decline, we needed to go back to growth. So that was priority number one, get that business back to growth. The second one was do it in a compliant way. So we don't want to have any compliance issues. So make sure people follow the SOPs that we have in the company, follow the right processes and get that compliant mindset in how we achieve our results. And the third priority was about people. Okay. 
make sure there is a culture and a climate that is living the Amgen values where people feel appreciated and willing to go above and beyond. And then you won the Consciousness Award uh, yes. last year, which yeah. was incredible. Just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, I won the, the Conscious Company Leadership Award. Um, I have to say a bit to my own surprise because out of my, let's say, uh, almost one year now being the GM in, in South Africa, I had to wait for my visa for seven months, so <laughs> much of my job I had to That's do... That's a different discussion, oh, the yeah. visa discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it remotely from Switzerland. Yeah. Um, uh, but we got the award for the initiatives that we drive as a, as a company in the, in the country. So it is all about, well, in the company we talk about the ESG principles, about you know, taking care of society, what do you do in terms for the environment, um, and we do a lot. And, and for me, it's also important because um, it's not only about, you know, developing innovative tr therapies mm -hmm. and, and bringing them to the market. I think as a company, especially in a country like South Africa, you have a social responsibility as well. And it has a positive impact on people if you do these kind of things. So we did yeah. charity drives to different townships. We went to a soup kitchen with the, with the affiliate, you know, mm -hmm. helping to cook the food. And, and, yeah. and so we, we, we support different hospitals and, and, and facilities. And, and it bounds people. Mm -hmm. People really feel that they, 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 they can deliver more value if they do these kind of things. Yes. And, and the country needs it. That's, uh, so yeah, we won the award for all the initiatives that we did as a, as a company and how as I, as a, as a leader, drove that affiliate and making sure that it is one of the priorities of people as well. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And I mean, you've emphasized this many times, eh, the role that Precious has played in that as well. I mean, she's been a great support. Eh? And, uh, and, I, and I think that's what I've seen here at Amgen as well, is, is how well you work with HR. Sometimes it seems like HR is in opposition of what the leader is trying to do. But I, I see a very uh, good interdependent relationship between you and Precious eh, with, with all these initiatives as well. No, absolutely. So, you know, Precious for me is, is really a business partner. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, you know, and we'll come back to that later on how do you drive results? How do you get that affiliate back to growth after two years of a decline? Mm. It's, it's people, you know? Mm. Give people confidence, give them the empowerment to do fantastic things, giving them the, the direction, define the priorities. But it's the people at the end, you know, that have to, have to, you know, to do it. Yeah. I can't do that on my own. And if you want to develop people, of course, HR is your, is your most important business partner in, in, in getting those results. Yeah. And so for me, Precious was really, I would say, yeah, without her, we would not uh, be where we are right now. Yeah. It counts for more colleagues in the management team, yes. but definitely Precious from yeah. HR was, was a big contributor to that. But I mean, I, th I think that's a, that's a great compliment to you, uh, Danny, in terms of how you've um, just, um, I, I think, unleashed the potential of of this team uh, in, in South Africa, the affiliate, as you would say, you know, yes. which is, which is incredible, you know, and sometimes that's all the leader needs to do is, is take what is around the table and let it work, you yes. know, empower it, let it go, let it do its job. You know, people want 
that responsibility because it gives them meaning at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think, you know, so I did some small changes in the team mm. to make sure that, you know, there was right, well, let's say resource allocation, looking mm. at the priorities that we had. But it was all with those same people. <laughs> we did not, I mean, I did not, you know, you fire didn't... people. The people were and not the issue. And you didn't go and hire superstars no, out there. A no. lot of leaders do that. Exactly. Yeah. And you bring in people from external. Well, first of all, you need to make sure is there a cultural fit or not. Yep. Um, so a lot of this, you know, you, 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 you think you get a superstar and at the end it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, we did it with the same people. And you see if you give them the confidence and you empower them and you facil facilitate them, yeah. they do fantastic things. So, yeah. Good. So tell me, uh, how's Amgen doing now in South Africa? So 22 was was fantastic here. Okay. It was funny because I had the, the, the meeting very recently with the head of the region and the finance lead um, and also my local finance lead. And when I joined Amgen in South Africa, only one colleague in the management team was saying exactly the same. We will hit our budget this year. We will make it happen. Everyone else said, no, no, we'll not. It's too ambitious. <laughs> we will never get there. Uh, and we hit the budget. Actually, we went over budget with one million rand. Um, so we closed the year by, by almost 16% growth after two, uh, two years of sales decline. Wow. Which So we came from minus two. So actually, it's 18% growth versus previous year. Yeah. With the same people and the same products, you know, we didn't do anything special. And I mean, in, in the business, that's probably one of the most hard KPIs that you have to see, okay, did we do the right things? Yes. You can measure it. Um, so I would say, yeah, 22 was fantastic. So the company is back to growth. The compliance mindset it's there. We have a big audit coming soon. And I'm not afraid for that. Totally I, I know all concerned. about the audit. Yeah. <laughs> I know all about the audit, uh, which was been, uh, you know, I remember when we worked on the strategy, that was the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but if I look at the corrective active validations we did, yeah. we're good. We're yeah. very good. And so I'm very confident about that one. And Asimakis is confident. Oh, yeah. Asimakis is confident too. <laughs> yes. Asimakis sits in Athens in Greece, you know, but he, he manages all of that which is incredible uh but yeah. wow just incredible yeah. okay so let's let's jump into um the topic of the book uh i see we've already been speaking for 18 minutes with so it's a lot of fun danny thank you so what role has gratitude danny played in your life a lot i mean i'm i'm coming from a labor family so so my father was a painter my mother was a nurse and when I grew up, um, and I, I remember the discussions at that time, because, you know, as a kid, you know, you want new football shoes, mm. or you want this new bike. And my dad always told me, you'll have to work for it. Yep. I have to work for it. So if you want to buy something, you have to work for it. And I tell you, you'll appreciate it more once yes. you've worked for it. I can give it to you, and then you take it for granted. So while my friends were lying at the swimming pool and, you know, uh, having a great time, I was washing cars, worked at chicken farms, delivering newspapers. Um, and at that time, you know, as a, as, a, as a young kid, 
you don't like it because you know your friends are playing football and, and, and have a nice time and you are you know working but now being older reflecting it has made me to the person that I that I am I don't take things for granted I know if you want to achieve something you have to work for it and if you get it you have to be grateful for that opportunity I mean every day I wake up you know my regime I go to the gym five in the morning every day do that workout and I'm healthy and I'm happy when the new day starts and and don't take it for granted. I mean, look at Turkey now. Yeah. It's devastating. Yeah, it is. Over 4,000 people died in an earthquake. So, you know, every day you wake up, celebrate life yes. and be grateful. The other thing that, coming back to your question in terms of gratitude, I worked my way up from a, a sales rep. You know, I had to do, at that time, eight calls a day, <laughs> selling products, getting my appointments, fight for every script yeah. from the doctor and I worked my way up. So now being, being a GM, you know that if you are successful and I mean, we, 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 we went back to the 60% growth. It is not because of me. It is because of all these people that jump in the car every day, getting to these appointments, doing yeah. these calls, my colleagues from the supporting teams, like the regulatory teams, making sure, you know, products are getting registered, uh, the medical colleagues, you know, it is, gratitude is not about, about me or you, it's yeah. about the fact that you are working with a team and, and when you are successful, it's not because of you, it's because there is people working day in, day out, doing fantastic things and that's that's what drives results yeah and 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 i really see the gratitude for those people at engine you know here in south africa um those are the the guys who are in the gears you know they 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 make the engine run which is incredible so uh, how do you practice gratitude in your leadership danny so i know it's it's uh, if you if you look at websites or you know you, you you listen to leaders one of the first things you hear very often is putting people first but if you then look at how these leaders actually demonstrate that in the behavior i would actually argue if they do mm-hmm. because it's a lot about you know numbers so when I, when I joined the South African affiliate, I really put people first. So what I did, instead of reading, you know, all the, the, the brand plans and, you know, things about the strategy, I took a lot of time and just talking to people. So I, you know, co-visits, calling people, checking how they are doing, what would you do if you were the new GM, what goes well, what not. Mm really checking in with people i still do that so i still have breakfast sessions with my employees once every month randomly selected people um four or five and we they tell me where are we as an affiliate what goes well and what not in terms of the culture the other thing i i did was coming back to let's say getting rid of this top-down approach but making it more bottom-up was empower people so I, I put one of the of the regulatory colleagues, Ashmita, I said, you're going to lead our culture club mm. with a group of people of the affiliates. You're going to drive the activities, you know, you, you, 
you make sure people feel appreciated. They feel in in a company that is living the Amgen values and not only talking about it. So I I put one talented colleague saying, okay, you lead that that breakfast club. The other one, you know. Uh, she, we, I was talking with her about ambitions and she would like to develop more into the communications. I said, okay, as from now, you are the communication lead. I'll support you, but you, you just do it, you know? So really empower people and, and get them on board. Yeah. So I find the concept of the culture club fascinating. You know, I think in South Africa, when we think culture, we think, okay, different cultures in the country, white, black, Indian, whatever. But for you, it's organizational culture. Yes. And that's the job of the culture club is to drive that culture. And I must say, we've worked in many companies, over 90 companies uh, in 20 countries in the world, but we've never heard about that concept, which works, is great. Yeah, it works, works really well. And uh, people are happy because, like I said, you know, now it's not they're looking at me thinking, okay, now the magic happens. No, no, they are in charge mm -hmm. and they tell me and I will facilitate them. So if they come to me saying, oh, we need these resources or we need that, I'll make sure it's there. But it's, it's their agenda, which is way better. And then they are responsible for the culture. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you enjoy celebrating with your team, Danny. I've seen that uh, many times. Um, but I've also seen how you celebrate your people for who they are. Um, is that something that just comes naturally to you or did you have to work on that as a leader? You have to work on that, but I think, you know, looking at, at I mean, uh, you know, I'm a psychologist, which means my interest goes into people and behavior. Yes. That is what energizes me in my job. And that, that you know, is in, in my priorities, it is really people come first, but you also have to, you know, work for it. So in gratitude, you know, not only say people are first, but really putting people over performance. Mm. That's one thing. The second thing that is really important is make it personal. And don't just talk, you know, high level, make it personal that okay. someone really feels appreciated. Yeah. Be specific yeah. and be authentic. Don't yeah. fake it. You know, and the the thing is, I'm not, I'm not a, let's say, here to be an entertainer and just, you know, being the feel-good manager. If I think things do not go well, I would give that, that feedback as well to people. Um, of course, I would support them, but I would give them the, that feedback to say, okay, this is not meeting, you know, the expectations we have. And that is important. It needs to be in a balance so that if you, let's say, express your, 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 your gratitude to people, they appreciate it because they know if I do not deliver, he would also tell me. And so those are, I think, four principles in, in gratitude that are really important. Yeah. Really putting people first, make it personal, make it specific and be authentic. Be authentic yeah. yeah. Um, I think a lot of leaders struggle with that is... Um, you know, I, I, I care so much about my people's feelings that I'm not willing to tell them the truth. Yes. You know, and I think um, that's something, you know, that's something you get right in terms of your balance, say, is, is yes, I really care about my people, but I care so much that I'm willing to tell them the truth yeah. and risk a bit of friction and tension, which is okay, because that's how we grow in our yeah. relationships. But at least I know Danny cares enough to tell me the truth. Yes. 
that's important. Yeah, yeah, and it is. I mean, we talked about South African culture, Herman, and people struggle with feedback. They struggle with providing feedback and they struggle with receiving feedback. Yes. But it is the only way if you want to develop. Yeah. Yeah. And um, sometimes when people get the feedback, they try and rationalize it in a way that maybe it's not true because it's coming from this person in this way. But just being open and honestly, that's how we grow is through yeah. feedback. Exactly. Uh, so how have you tried to make people here at Amgen feel more valued? You have mentioned a couple of things. But the, I think the reason I ask you that question is I know that when I came here, and I started working with the management team, uh, with Seasway specifically, initially, I think we could see that people were not feeling valued. Yes. You know? um, so what were some of the big changes, or what did you try and do to make the people feel more valued? So, first of all, you know, and, and I think you should realize that if you, if you are a leader, that there is a responsibility that that you know comes with that meaning that you have to lead by example yes everything you say everything you do it has an echo people see it listen to it so if you want to let's say drive that change it starts with you as a leader and how do you give that example so one of the things that i did for example was i'm very accessible people mm -hmm. you know that's also I, I, I had a room that was, let's say, the room with a big sign on it saying general manager. Yeah. So on my first day, I asked one of the colleagues, could you please, first of all, take that sign off? And where are you guys sitting? And they are sitting in an open office space. I said, well, that's where I'm going to sit as well from now on. I'm not going to sit in this, in this room. Mm -hmm. I'm one of... And that is a very, let's say important sign because it tells people I'm not different than them. I'm not equal. more, we're all equal. Mm. So that, that was one of the things I did. The other thing, and I, I, I mentioned it once as an example, I, I called one of the sales reps just to check in. How are you doing? Because she just joined Engine and I wanted to check in. How's things working? Is it meeting your expectations? First thing she said when I called her, Sir, am I in trouble? Because executives only call me when I am in trouble. I said, no, no, you're not in trouble at all. I just want to check in with you mm. as, you know, person to person. There is, and I was shocked because, you know, that tells a lot about, you know, I think our executives in, in South Africa, if this is how people, you know, perceive a call from, from a GM, I'm in trouble. That's... So I, I really try to, you know, get rid of that inequality, yep. lead by example, be accessible, be open, be transparent, be personal. So I, I, for example, if I know there's a colleague that has a difficult situation because of, you know, a father is, is, is diagnosed with, with cancer or whatever, I check in, not because I think, okay, I, I need to do that. No, no, I want to do that because you wanna you wanna take care of your of your employees yeah. and on, not only see them as resources but see them as as you know human beings. Yes. Uh, 
So that's that's a couple of examples that I that I you know practice yeah. in in how I drive leadership. Uh, I remember we um, once we worked with the your management team. We worked with the next level of managers. We took them through one of our programs, and in that session, Hanu was presenting those workshops. Um, he would encourage people to 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 make contact with you, and they said, "But we can't. We can't." He said, no, you have to. Danny's different. You know, make sure you get a hold of Danny. And then they walked out of here and they had uh, tea. And um, uh, I think Dario and Sanjay was there. And Dario and Sanjay said the same thing to them. Hey, if you want to speak to Danny, go and speak to him. It's okay. You yeah. know, so changing that culture is, is a constant message of I am accessible. I am available. I do care. And then people feel valued, you know, because I think that's that's how you show gratitude is you celebrate people by giving them time. Yes. You yeah, know? no, absolutely. Um, and, and sometimes leaders feel, but I can't give my time. Uh, but I think if, if you do it in such a way that is meaningful to them, it adds a lot of value to their productivity and what they are prepared to do for the company. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, talking about credit. So last week we had the cycle meeting. And on the Wednesday, we had the gala and, and, and the party. So just a, the cycle meeting is? That's a sales, that's a, a meeting with, the, with the, uh, uh, the affiliate where we, let's say, kick off the year with oh, the strategy okay. and the plans okay. and all okay. that. Okay. So that was a, a four-day meeting. And the Wednesday evening was the gala dinner where we had the awards, like yes. the, the Living Engine Value Award, okay. a Team Award and a Rep of the Year Award. And then the party started, and um, it was funny because one of the of the colleagues said, "I never have seen a GM partying like you, standing <laughs> on the dance floor till four a.m. in the morning, closing the lights and, yeah. and having a great time." I said, "Yeah, of course, why not?" Yeah, and I think that's that's also important. I think you know, and there was a lot to celebrate. You there was a lot well. to celebrate, and yeah. you know, if you work hard. You should also, you know, take time to celebrate your successes. And I think a lot of leaders think, oh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm the leader. So, you know, I can't go on the dance floor having a good time and having, having a drink with people and a laugh. And I would say the opposite, you know, do it because people really, really appreciate yes. uh, these They see your humanity in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not different than them. Yeah. yeah. Danny, uh, I think any any final thoughts on South Africa? Maybe a message to leaders in South Africa. Um, you know, um, I, I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to add. Yeah, one, one let's say final remark from my side. So, I, I, first of all, and not because I'm in this podcast, uh, but read Herman's book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I think in South Africa, if I talk to people that work in other companies and I hear a little bit about the leadership and, and the culture in other South African companies, I think there is still a lot of work to be done. Okay. Uh, so listen uh, to the podcast, read that book mm. uh, and make sure you own these principles um, because I think, you know, um, that's the way to, to lead an affiliate and to drive a successful uh, business. Business. Yeah. Thanks, Danny. Thank you so much for your time. Welcome. Appreciate it. Welcome. And uh, yeah, all, all the best for what you do here in South Africa. And I think most of all, thank you for the example uh, that you've set to the people. 
and I know it goes wider than Amgen, you know, and um, yeah, um, long may it continue uh, yes. for Amgen and wherever your leadership takes you, you know, hopefully you stay in South Africa a little while longer. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's not for you to decide. That's for your bosses to yes. decide, unfortunately. But um, I'm sure we'll, we'll stay in contact. Uh, but just thank you for your example. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Herman. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Thank you for listening to the Timber Tendega Leadership Institute podcast, Specialists in Organizational Behavior. In this podcast, we discuss leadership and staff engagement and how organizations can improve it. If you need more information to assist you with staff engagement and leadership, please visit our website at www.ttli.co.za or email us at office at ttli.co.za. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Would you like to stand a chance to win a copy of Herman's book titled Lead with Intent? then please share and like this podcast on your social media platforms. We will contact the winners when the competition ends. <laughs>